You are listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Thousands of people have pledged to come to Williamsburg to ring the bell at First Baptist Church as part of our Let Freedom Ring Challenge. On our last podcast, we spoke with the Reverend Dr. Reginald Davis of First Baptist Church about the history of his church and what he hoped the challenge would accomplish. I'd say he's been very successful. The Let Freedom Ring Challenge isn't the only event taking place in Williamsburg during Black History Month. With me today is Stephen Seals, Interpretive Program Development Manager for Colonial Williamsburg, to talk about some of the incredible Black History Month programming happening here in the Revolutionary City. Thank you for joining me today, Stephen. Always a pleasure. Our nation's history runs so deep, and there are stories that haven't been given the attention they deserve. How do you first find these stories and then create programming around them? Well, there are a lot of stories that that we already know, that maybe we don't know enough about. But the wonderful thing about working at Colonial Williamsburg is that we have amazing interpreters who themselves are scholars. And in doing their own research, they'll, they'll find these stories or they'll find these people. Um, sometimes just looking at the, the records of someone that died and seeing an enslaved individual and, and seeing their value will start you down a road of finding out more about that person or who they are or what they are. So that that whole adage about um, fact being more interesting than fiction is almost always true. So you end up running into these stories or seeing these stories or, or having heard about them. Um, I know when I was in school, there were people that we were always told about during Black History Month or during, you know, things about in history, but we were never really told the deep stories about them, who they are, why they function, why they did what they did, how they survived. And so those are usually the stories that we that we look at first, but there are so many to find when you're just looking at, at documentation. Tell me a little bit about how you develop the programming here. Ah, well, there are a number of different ways that that programming is is developed. One of the ways is sometimes an interpreter will um, will bring the idea to the table. They'll go, um, I found this piece of information or I've been studying this person and I would like to um, find out more and I would also like to, to do a program um, based on, on that individual. Um, sometimes it'll be the, the historians themselves um, when they're doing what they do because they're continually learning and they'll they'll find someone and they'll go, this is a very interesting piece of information that I've found. This might be something that you all want to develop into a, a program. Or, you know, this is something that would be great to be a part of the palace tour. Or this is something that would be great to be offered as a, as a capital tour. Or um, a lot of times the development starts with, with either the piece of information and sometimes it'll just start with, with an idea that, uh, for instance, we have a program coming up that is about, um, is about jumping the broom practices, practices of um, enslaved marriage. And it didn't come about because of necessarily finding a character as much as it was going, we need to show that the enslaved had lives and the way in which their lives worked and that in a lot of ways it connects to all of us as human beings. So let's find the information that we can about those marriage practices and, and let's do a program about that. Let's show how even in the 18th century black love was, was beautiful. 
And that idea grew into a wonderful program, um, Faith, Love, and Hope, that um, premieres during Black History Month, but will also continue to run throughout the, the rest of the season. I saw a program the other day, His Chosen Master. Ah, yes. A wonderful program, very powerful, very moving, very incredible. And Jeremy Morris, the actor who portrays Bristol, mm -hmm. mentioned not a lot of information about Bristol was known. No. So he had to take creative liberties in bringing this man to life, who sure. we knew was here, we knew he was enslaved, we knew where he was, but we didn't know anything about his personality or anything about him. Is that encouraged more and more around the foundation for African-American interpreters when they are learning about these people that we don't have very much information on? It's, it's something that I think you, you have to do if you're going to tell their stories in an honest, robust way. Um, His Chosen Master, which is an amazing program, um, started with an idea, and it was the idea of what must the mindset be of an enslaved person who's told, well, your master has died, you now get to choose who's going to own you for the rest of your life. Right. And what makes, what has you making that choice and what things that happened earlier in your life become the basis of you making that choice? And so it started off with um, doing that research or finding out as much as you can about Bristol. But once again, when you're dealing with enslaved characters, people just didn't keep records on that, on that sort. So you really have to find a lot of secondary information. And then as much as people change, people stay the same. So then you have to look at things from a uh, 21st century perspective, but then taking that 21st century away and putting it into the 18th century perspective. And we know enough about 18th century society to have a pretty good idea of, of how people functioned. So uh, you can use that to help you figure out how, how that character might have functioned coming from Africa. If he came from, from Africa, how would that have happened? And that's something that is depicted in this piece of, of who takes you away from your home? Where do you go once you're taken away from your home? What are your feelings and your thoughts as you're being taken away? And we actually do have um, uh, free enslaved people. We have slave narratives that actually speak on that. So that's something that you can definitely um, take that, that information from and kind of build a composite, but build a composite with information, with primary information that you, that you already have, which is what happened with, with his chosen master and with, with Bristol. What happens when an, when an African gets to England? What happens when he gets to America? What choices does he make as he is learning about this new society that he's not a part of, but he is being forced to be in? Um, and from there, you you build a narrative, you build a story, you build a tour. It just it, it comes from that, and you have to do that if you really want to tell the story of, of enslaved and free blacks in the 18th century. And I know there are people out there that find that kind of subject information hard to think about, much less see in action, and there are members of the community that maybe don't want to see that. Why is it so important for us to portray that life here at Colonial Williamsburg? because that story 
those lives, that history, doesn't just belong to black Americans. Those stories, those people, those experiences belong to every single person that considers themselves an American. Those stories, those experiences, everything that happened back in that time with free people and enslaved people, all are part of what makes America what America is today. And you will not be able to understand who you are or where you come from if you take that part of the story away. Williamsburg is a perfect example. In the 18th century, 50% of the population was black. Right. So there's not anyone in the world that can tell me that you could truly understand what happened in Williamsburg in the 1770s if you don't have an understanding of what happened with half the population that was here during that, that time. Right. That history belongs to us all. And in order to evolve, as Americans have continued to do throughout the, the years since our birth, you have to understand where you've been to know where you're going and to even know where you want to go. And these stories are a part of having that understanding. What are some of the other programs visitors can see this month? Uh, um, so many, so many. Um, I would definitely recommend um, seeing the, the Randolph tour. Um, when you think about the 31 individuals that lived in that house and being able to, to learn many of the, the stories of, of everyone who lived in that household. Um, the Palace Tour, which is uh, Through Their Eyes, which is uh, an interactive tour where you get to um, make decisions based on the history. If you were one of the enslaved people of that household um, after the governor leaves and you don't know what future you have. Um, wow, so many. A Gathering of Hair, which is one of my personal favorites, which is about um, three African-American women uh, two are enslaved and one's free, and they're going to a gathering um, to meet friends and family. And it's very much just about their, their lives. It's not even about slavery, though, they, though slavery is something that's always there. It's about who they are as people. It's about what they experience. It's about their loves, their hates, their, their wants, their desires. And it's wonderful to see a, a story like that, and it, it just it will affect you. Um, emotionally, it does to me every time I see it. There's another one, To Be an American, that features Valerie Gray Holmes as three different women from three different time periods. I saw that at the Hennage. She's right. incredible. She is. Playing amazing. these three different women and showing what it means to be an American. That program is just one of the many, many, many programs we have here at Colonial Williamsburg that are powerful and emotional and will show you what you've learned in school isn't just Thomas Jefferson, it's not just George Washington, it's not just James Madison, right. it's all of these people you've never heard of before because there's not a lot of records of them out there, but their stories still exist. So it's important for us to tell these stories the best way we can. Definitely, it's, I, I just keep saying it over and over again, but it is so true. How can we know our national identity if we don't know the identity of everyone who came before? I know you mentioned A Gathering of Hair was one of your favorite programs, and yes. I know it's like asking somebody to pick a favorite child, but <laughs> do you have an absolute favorite program that we offer here? 
Um, you're right. It, it is like picking your favorite child. There, there is a new program that um, will be premiering at the end of February that I, I definitely think is going to be going to become one of my favorites. It's also been a program uh, that we did many, many years ago um, that's coming back by, by popular demand. And um, that program is uh, Affairs of the Heart. And it is a program that it, it starts off with the wedding day for um, two gentry people. And it goes from being about their wedding day to talking about how that wedding day is going to affect both of their houses. And not just for them, but for the enslaved members of their household as well. And you come to find out that the relationships that, that the gentry people have with, with the, their slaves that they have, that those relationships tend to be very, very complicated as well. It's impossible to spend your whole life living with people and not have that relationship get in some way, shape, or form complicated. And this particular program talks about um, how those complications can, can come forth and just how um, difficult it can be to to understand where your place is in a society when you're not even sure where your place is amongst those people that are in your your home. Uh, it is a beautifully moving program. The first time I read the script, um, I knew it was something that we needed to bring back and I'm glad that we are and um, it premieres at the Kimball Theatre uh, the last weekend of February, 26th, 27th, and 28th in the evening. Um, I'm very proud of it already as we're still rehearsing it. And I just, I want everybody to see this and I want everybody to be able to comment on it. And I want for everybody to be moved by it. Do you have a favorite historical figure from African-American history here in Williamsburg? Who from here in Williamsburg? Um, Actually, I have two. Uh, one is Gowan Pamphlet, who was um, one of the founders of First Baptist Church. Um, the fact that the work that he started 240 years later is still continuing with uh, Let Freedom Ring. His, his achievements and his legacy continues to live on and will continue to live on long after I'm gone. And what he had to go through being an enslaved man who had to preach the word and did it um, makes me admire him greatly. Uh, the other one is James Armistead Lafayette, um, who was a spy for the American forces um, and just how he was able to infiltrate um, the British lines and uh, share valuable information that helped us to win the war. Um, but him being an enslaved person who was able to do this and was able to eventually be freed due to that work that he had done for the American cause. Um, I would love to explore that story even more and to have people know about this story and know about this man and know about what he did, know about what both of these men did, uh, know what all of our ancestors did. It's, um, it's the reason why I hop out of bed every day. Our African-American programming transcends Black History Month. Visitors who can't make it here in February, mm -hmm. will they still be able to see 
most, if not all, of this programming all throughout the year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Most of the programming will continue on uh, throughout the year. We'll continue to, to cycle. Um, Affairs of the Heart will be continuing through the year. Um, so will a gathering of hair. Uh, the Randolph tour is a year-round tour that will, that will continue. There will continue to be uh, programs um, starting Valerie Gray Holmes at, at the Hennage Auditorium. Those will, those will continue on. Um, it was very important to me when I became a program development manager that February be the start, but that it was a start to make sure that through the rest of the year, those stories continue to be told um, because they're not just February stories, but they are um, March, April, May, June, July. I could go through all the months and I won't do that, but, <laughs> but it's a story for every single month, for every single day, for every single American. And the only way we can make that possible is by continuing to do them throughout the year. Stephen, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today about our amazing programming, and I encourage everyone to come check it out. Thank you. It is always a pleasure. If you want more information about all the programming available in Black History Month and beyond, just head to colonialwilliamsburg.com. Thank you so much for joining me. For more information on this podcast, check out our website at podcast.history.org. There, you can send your comments or suggestions, and we're always glad to hear from you.